What? Alabama Supreme Court in suspension over hair cells awaiting implementation for a veto judgment as children. All religious communities. What? What's going on in the world? This podcast is produced by Student Media. Student Media is a student organization at the University of Evansville. Student Media produces the Crescent Magazine, published online and in print three times a semester. Student Media produces several podcasts and utilizes design, photography, video, and sound towards experiential and academic learning in journalistic endeavors and engaging storytelling. Student Media elevates the voice of the student body and connects the campus and community to important information and points of view. To learn more, visit crescent.evansville.edu. Welcome back to another episode of What's Going On in the World. Today is Friday, February 23rd. I'm Sarah Siles, and I'm here with... Tommy Hausman. It has been a week since Navalny, an opposition leader in Russia, died, but there are still matters revolving around this subject. While it is suspected that he was killed, Navalny's wife was forced to sign his death certificate that said that he died naturally, and if the family does not agree to a secret funeral, his body will be disposed of in the Arctic Circle. Navalny's mother is arguing that Russia does not have the power to choose where he's buried and that they must give her the body, quote, within two days of establishing the cause of death, end quote. These two days will be up tomorrow. The United States has also placed over 500 new sanctions on Russia, and the European Union has placed sanctions involving military technology on Russia. The United States has also placed sanctions on other countries, including China and the UAE, because they have been suspected of supplying Russia with military materials. Wow, sir, that's that's a lot. Uh, I can't imagine Navalny's mother having to go through that. Back here at home in Alabama, the Supreme Court ruled cells awaiting implantation for in vitro fertilization as children. The Alabama Supreme Court's recent ruling categorized cells awaiting implantation for in vitro fertilization as children, making their accidental destruction fall under the state's wrongful death of a minor act. Chief Justice Tom Parker's concurrence emphasized Alabama's theological perspective on the sanctity of life, invoking divine retribution for wrongful destruction of human life. Parker's interview with self-proclaimed prophet and QAnon conspiracy theorist highlighted his belief that God created government and lamented its alleged de-evolution into the control of others. He referenced the Seven Mountains Mandate, a Christian theory advocating for believers to reclaim influence in various aspects of society, including government. The decision has divided Republicans, with some supporting it as an affirmation of embryos' status as babies, while others express concern over its implications, particularly as several hospitals have halted popular IVF programs due to fears of legal persecutions. So, Sarah, what they've done is they've basically said that embryos are babies, and uh, now people wanting to, you know, be go through the IVF program are now fearful that they might be prosecuted or that their cells might be confiscated or something might happen to them if something were to accidentally happen or if they were to accidentally drop them like this this other guy did. And so now they've halted all activity, period. Now people that want to have a family can't have a family at all. So 
I think it was all more about controlling women than anything else. So after that really kind of horrible news from Alabama, can you give us any good news about what's going on in Gaza? Um, not really. So the U.S. continues to try to work towards a ceasefire in Gaza before Ramadan, which starts in about two weeks. This past week, Prime Minister Netanyahu of Israel continues to say that Israel will not stop the war until all of Hamas is disposed of. This past week, Prime Minister Netanyahu explained how he would like things to be laid out in Gaza once the war is over. He explained that they would have a mil- limited military They would only have what is necessary to maintain public order. Israel would control the security, and the leaders would have to have friendly relations with Israel. Israel has also said that they will not recognize Palestine as a state. So no two-state solution. Um, I guess we're still on that that hill. So here, back in the U.S., you know, one of our, our founding ideas is that all religious communities shall be equal before the law and clearly separated from the state, you know, separation of church and state. Well, Republican House Speaker Mike Johnson, identifying as Christian, has rallied for a biblically sanctioned government, drawing parallels between morality and the country's direction. Critics like Charles Blow of the New York Times warn against the encroachment of theocracy into American governance. The shift towards religious influence in government marks a departure from the intentions of the Founding Fathers, who sought to separate religion from state affairs to safeguard individual rights, including free freedom of conscience. Historically, attempts to introduce religious amendments to the Constitution were met with resistance, as they were seen as undermining democratic principles and empowering religious minorities over the majority will. The current resurgence of religious influence in politics, exemplified by leaders like Johnson, raises concerns about the erosion of democratic norms and the imposition of minority beliefs on the majority, prompting debates over the appropriate role of religion and governance. So speaking of the will of the minority over the voice of the majority, um, is there something going on with China? So this past week, the United States leaders held a video call with leaders from China to talk about relations between Russia and North Korea. The U.S. has said that North Korea has been providing aid to Russia to help them in the war against Ukraine, and they discussed that Russia and North Korea have violated U.N. resolutions. The U.S. and China also agreed that they need to keep an eye on the relations between North Korea and Russia and work together to make sure no bigger issues arise. China would also like the sanctions the U.S. placed on them to be lifted. Well, Sarah, I'd like a lot of things. I'd like... uh... Uh, this uh, black student suspension to be you know, deemed that it did violate the law, but this judge in Texas says it doesn't. So in a recent ruling, a Texas judge determined that a school district's dress code, which led to the suspension of a black student over his hairstyle, did not violate state law aimed at preventing discrimination based on hairstyle. Daryl George, an 18-year-old student, was suspended for wearing locks, a style reflecting black culture, despite objections from the Barbers Hill High School. The judge's decision was a response to a lawsuit filed by the school district seeking clarification on whether the dress code violated the Texas Crown Act, which prohibits discrimination against hairstyles associated with race. The ruling sparked controversy, with the student's family planning to appeal and pursue further legal action. This case has drawn attention to education policies and racial issues in the United States, 
with supporters arguing that the dress code unfairly targets black students and infringes on the culture, cultural expression. And I think that this is a kind of an archaic thing that we still have this debate about dress codes in schools or, or wherever else that you have dress codes because dress codes usually oppress minorities and, and, and women. And I think that these places go to a whole lot of effort to make white cis men feel comfortable. And I think it's time they feel just a little bit uncomfortable and get over themselves and learn how to pay attention in class without being distracted by a female's shoulder or a black man's hair. Last night, an apartment complex in Valencia, Spain caught fire. Winds quickly spread the fire. Experts are still trying to figure out what started it. 10 people have died from it and 15 people are missing, but it is unlikely that they will be found alive at this point. Because of this tragedy, Valencia has issued three days of mourning, halting all festivals and soccer matches there. Well, after all this kind of bad news, Sarah, I'm going to try to end it on a high note. Uh, I'm going to try. So... The U.S. returns to the moon as NASA's Odysseus successfully touches down. In a significant achievement, the American space exploration, NASA's Odysseus lunar uh, lander, successfully touched down on the moon's south pole, marking the first U.S. mission to the lunar surface since 1972. The landing, part of NASA's Artemis program, aimed at extended stays on the moon, is a milestone and in potential commercialization of deep space, developed by the private company intuitive machines. Odysseus faced challenges during descent, including a primary guidance system failure that necessitated reliance on onboard NASA lasers. The mission aims to test the landing equipment and scout potential locations for further crewed outposts, particularly focused on areas with possible ice deposits for sustaining life. Also, ice, that's fuel, so that's rocket fuel, water. Um, Odysseus carries various NASA payloads, including instruments for radio astronomy and space weather analysis. This successful landing underscores NASA's partnership with commercial entities and sets the stage for future robotic lunar missions, leveraging private sector expertise and reducing costs. Artemis program, the use of private space companies and lunar exploration, facilitated by programs like Commercial Lunar Payload Services, CLPS represents a promising avenue for cost-effective and sustainable space exploration efforts. So I said I was going to try to end it on a happy note. You know, it's kind of neat that we're going back to space, but the commercialization of space is kind of depressing. So on that note, it's been February 23rd, Friday, 2024. This has been another episode of What's Going On in the World. I'm your host, Tommy Hausman, here with... Sarah Siles. And we're going to have the next couple weeks off for spring break, so we invite you back uh, on March 15th. 